That's better. This is Ralph from Trips Right with Ralph, and Dave is no longer with us. I mean, he didn't die or anything, he just has the flu. The point is, he's not here, I'm all alone. Heart is expressing my emotions, this banger of a song. I feel like Dave wouldn't be okay with me playing this. We're gonna just turn this up in a second because, uh, because he's not here. Dave has the flu, he's got those three triplets, I'm sure they're just little germ factories, just like my wonderful students who cough all over me all day long, my classroom's a petri dish, but I'm here for you. And here we go, one more time. Wait for it, it's coming. Brace yourself. Ooh. Oh, I'll be just, we'll always be, we'll always get by on our own. All right, so this is Trips Right with Ralph and Dave. It's just Ralph. Dave isn't with us. He's off having the flu. So I'm holding it down. We are up to 20 listens this week. I went through and I, I put the link to our last episode in all of my sleeper chats for all of my many random leagues. Got a lot of listens. I actually had a few people because we are recording late. I am recording late. Um, I also was sick this weekend, so it got pushed a couple days, and now I appreciate you being with us. I had a few people ask me, where's the new episode? And not just Kurt. I, of course Kurt did. But uh, I had some people ask me, and uh, well, here it is. I'm home from school, it's on a Friday, and I am recording. So, this is going to be me talking to myself. I've never done this before. All the many podcasts I do listen to uh, by other wonderful uh, hosts, I... I uh, they always say that when you're when you're by yourself, you don't realize how much you rely on that co-host and how much you rely on being able to bounce ideas off of someone, someone to carry the gaps. You know, if I need to make a little coffee cough, then all of a sudden, you know, Dave can take over. Well, no, sir, not today. So <clears throat> let's get going here. Um, I've got some news to talk about. I've got some things in our leagues to talk about. I've got some advice to give. And uh, obviously, this will not be a two-hour episode because that would be insane of me to try to do alone. So, let's start with the news. We have the Combine coming up. So, I personally don't put a lot into the Combine. I take it with a grain of salt. Um, I use it to confirm or deny what I already know. So, if I think a player is really fast and they run really fast... I'm now confirmed I was right. They're really fast. But I try not to put too much into it. I feel like what they produce on the field means more, um, and there's a lot of X factors more than just the combine. So I try not to put too much on it. Uh, DK Metcalf is a good example. His agility, everybody knew he was a huge, monstrous body guy. He had straight line speed. He'd go up and get it. And he went in for some strange reason in the combine, and he did agility drills, and he was like awkward and terrible like he had never walked before. Um, did it change anybody's rankings? It, it probably shouldn't have because he turned out to be the physical specimen everybody thought he would be. And uh, nobody now nobody remembers that awkward moment of him running agility drills. So uh, combine coming up. Very exciting. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and Des Bryant worked out together. So if that doesn't get the heart pumping... 
pun intended from the song I was just playing. Uh, that, uh, that'll do it. That's, that is my, my new love and my classic love all wrapped up into one. Uh, Des Bryant, I don't know if he's planning on coming back this year and playing, uh, post-injury, but it sure seems like if he's working out with Mahomes, whether he's playing with Mahomes or playing with Breeze on the field, that's going to be pretty great. So I'd go deep dive on him if it didn't cost me much in my dynasty leagues, if nothing else, just for luck. Uh, Greg Olson is the big signing that actually means something. He went to the Seahawks, so one year, $7 million and $5.5 million guaranteed. This does not affect me much because I don't have much Greg Olson. I would have gotten out from under him by now. Um, the biggest impact for me, I, I guess I do have him in one sleeper league where I acquired he and Hunter Henry and a second for Zach Ertz, I believe, on a total rebuild. So I was very happy with that haul, and now he means something for a, for a place filler. Um, the biggest thing is just that Disley and Hollister, that pretty much kills their value for the upcoming year. So anywhere where I'm going against somebody who has Disley and is waiting for him to come back or has Hollister and has been counting on him, it's a pretty awesome moment to know that Greg Olson's going to come and just bite right into that production and not uh, and not screw me up. So, Because um, I'd really like to repeat in all the places that I won or got close to winning. I'd like to get over the hump. All right, so what I'd like to do here um, is I'd like to talk about Frozen. Frozen's are super deep dynasty because I had a, a pretty minor but interesting trade here uh, um, recently. So basically, Frozen is super deep. We're talking 40-man rosters. So our starting lineups... Let me get my team pulled up here. This is the time where Dave could talk about something. do da dip da boo and then back to me. But it's just me today. So our starting lineups have quarter, let's see, quarterback and super flex. And then we have two running backs, two wide receivers, two tight ends, although it's not tight end premium, and then three flex spots. So we're heavy on starters in this league. And then let's see, that's four, eight. So that's 11 starters and then 29 bench positions, um, including kicker, and uh, for such a deep league, all kickers are on rosters. Um, so my roster currently looks like this, and I, well, I've acquired a lot of picks, so I'll go through the roster. I'll tell you the picks that I have, because I have a lot. Um, if you've listened before, you know that I've acquired a lot recently. So here's the roster, and then I'll tell you what my plan was and what happened recently. So the roster is... At uh, quarterback, uh, I'll just go down the line. Patrick Mahomes, Chris Carson, Mark Ingram, Chris Godwin, Michael Thomas, Zach Ertz, George Kittle, DJ Chark, Jamison Crowder, Julian Edelman, Drew Brees. And then to start my my, uh, bench, Gardner Minshew, Phillip Rivers, Gus Edwards, Brian Hill, Justice Hill, Carlos Hyde, Kadri Allison, Divina Zigbo, Rashad Penny, CJ Proceis, Dexter Williams, Jeff Wilson Jr., Jay Jaws, Deion Kane, Mac Hollins, Jalen Hurd, Marcus Johnson, Byron Pringle, Trey Quinn, Seth Roberts, Curtis Samuel, Darius Slayton, getting some good ones there, Daniel Brown, Stephen Carlson, TJ Hawkinson, and Cahill Waring, my kickers, Mason Crosby, Aldrich Rosas, and Austin Siebert, second-year kicker coming up for the Browns. So, uh, I have also acquired, as far as picks go, I have the 1-3-1-4-1-5-1-13, and then, uh, sorry, 3-2 and 3-3. So that was where I was. Now, this team was heavily reliant on... uh, Jameis Winston up until I recently traded him. So I talked about this last week. I have Mahomes, obviously. He's locked things down. And I have Breeze, who I acquired this year in a trade from Dave. And, you know, he's going to play this year. That news came out recently, so that's exciting. But I had Jameis, and I wasn't sure what was going to happen with Jameis. So I wanted to see if I could hedge my bet. Well, not hedge my bets. I wanted to see if I could get out from under Jameis for value. Because if he's... If he loses his starting job next year, if he goes somewhere 
where he is on a shorter leash than he was this past year, somewhere that tries to run the ball, somewhere where he doesn't even get a starting job, and I'm sitting there holding him and didn't get anything from him, that would be really a bummer because he put up points these past couple years. Threw the ball all over the place. I don't care if you have 30 interceptions. As long as you're not watching the game to see how ugly it is, he's doing his thing. So I put out, you know, I put out a bunch of offers. Um, see, this is the other thing is Kona's outside barking. Okay, give her give her a little vibrate. All right, so I put out a few offers. Um, Dave and I on the podcast, actually, we were talking about uh, Jameis for 1-1. Initially, he would have given me 1-1, which is assumed to be Joe Burrow, for Jameis Winston. I turned it down. I said, I just would need a little bit more. You're not going to add on it? No. Basically, a week later, I'm thinking more about it, and I'm thinking, I would for sure do this. Go back to him. Now he's not willing to do it. So we just turned at just the right time to miss each other. So I put out some other offers, and I had put out the offer of um, Jameis to Brandon for Gardner Minshew and 1-4. So I already had 1-3 and 1-5, and I wanted 1-4 because that would sure me up to be able to take Tua, assuming he takes Burrow, and not have to worry about the running backs slash highest wide receiver I'd be missing out on. So getting Minshew, who I think is going to be the starter this year and hopefully show something, and a pick that guarantees me to get Tua in place for Jameis, I thought was pretty amazing. So I had put it out there, it was turned down, and then Brandon comes back to me last week, and he says, you know what, I thought about it, I'll do it. Why not? It mitigates the risk for me at 1-4 to pick a bust, and I get a quarterback who puts up points. Okay, so this is where the uh, this is where the morality of fantasy football comes in because um, Brandon comes to me with a message this week and he says that he um, that I really pulled one over on him. He did some more. He looked into it more and he realized that Jameis uh, might get cut might get traded might not even have a chance to start next year um boy you really got me good I should have looked into it more and I was taken aback because I pride myself on really making fair offers obviously offers that I think are good for me but I pride myself on making offers that are also good for the other team and for him he needed a quarterback all he has is Kyler Murray period and to give him another quarterback who's guaranteed to, in, in my opinion, you know, he's going to have a starting job. It's just risky. You know, that's not, um, you know, that's not unfair. Obviously, I want deals that are going to be good for me, but I do think about what the other team needs. So I saw that and I felt really bad initially. And I decided to, you know, I, I responded and I said, well, why? And I gave the arguments for Jameis, tried to boost him up a little bit. But I also said, why didn't you look into it more before accepting it? Because he came back to me with the with the offer like I had kind of forgotten about it. And then he came back when we were talking about a different a different deal. And he said, well, because you've always offered such fair trades in the past and you've always been somebody who's you know, offered fair deals and really, you know, I thought you were looking out for me, trying to help me out, get a quarterback. And then I, and I thought, well, I, I am trying to help you out and get you a quarterback, but obviously I wanted the one four. I never hid the ball on that one. So I felt bad. He, he made clear that, um, he made clear that it was his bad and that he shouldn't have, uh, that he should have looked into it more. And clearly it was, it was an okay deal. And it's, and uh, he's not mad about it, but I-, I felt bad because that's just how I look at things. So um, basically, the-, the moral of the story here is you should never take anyone's word for anything. I mean, I've certainly seen plenty of situations where trades are offered and a player's injured and somebody doesn't pay enough attention. Um, you know, if you accept it without looking, that can be, you know, you never know who you can trust. And this is fantasy football and it doesn't always work where it's um, a trustworthy situation. Dave and I have talked about the guy with the first round picks in our original uh, empire that uh, Dave ended this year by winning two in a row. You know, you own the first of the guy you're playing, and so losing helps you and you tank it. I mean, these are moral, you know, decisions, ethics decisions 
that uh, not everybody's going to come out on the positive side on. So be wary and, uh, you know, play your cards right. And, and uh, if you're, tr- if you're making a deal or talking trade or, or getting advice or whatever from an experienced player as which I would consider myself to be, and I'm saying to you, which I've said many times, especially in this league with some newer guys, and I've made an offer and they seem ready to accept it, I say, take your time, do your research, talk to people, put it in a dynasty trade calculator, get all the information you need. Don't accept it if you're not ready to accept it. And uh, most times they come back and accept it, but I don't want to ever be, feel like I'm trying to get away with anything. Um this was especially true when trading with my fiance, which I was nervous about doing. And uh, sure enough, as of now, it sure looks like she got the better end of the deal. I got DJ Chark. She got Devontae Parker. And my 2021st Devontae Parker, of course, finished the year looking like a superstar. So this brought me to the next step in Frozen. So I did trade Jameis. So now I have Patrick Mahomes, Drew Brees, Gardner Minshew. And so now I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to get Tua, um, assuming he's the best option available. But I can't imagine passing on Tua at 1-3, uh, 1-4, within that range because I have all three. And so now I'm thinking boy, my quarterback room is a little sparse. And, you know, Drew Brees got hurt this year. Mahomes had a little bit of time out. Um, Jameis was up and down. And, boy, if you're in a super flex and you're lacking quarterbacks, that can be a scary situation. So I thought, what could I do when I looked at my roster and looked at my draft picks? What could I do in order to beef up that quarterback room a little bit? So I decided to take that 3-3, three, three, keeping the 3-2, because I still wanted the first one of the two, figuring anybody I offered 3-3 three, three to might not even notice that I had 3-2. But I was shopping that 3-3, three, three, and I put it out to less for Phillip Rivers. My thought process being, uh, he is going to get a starting job somewhere this year if it's in Tampa Bay, and he's throwing to that receiving core. That's a pretty great situation. Um and I'd really like to make it happen. So again, I told Les, hey, look into it, do your research, no pressure. He jumped on it. In my opinion, he should have jumped on it. Philip Rivers is, you know, get what you can right now because he's older than dirt. And so uh, a 3-3, you know, last year that was around the range Alexander Madison went. And I would think most people would have been happy to have gotten him. So I acquired Philip Rivers for that 3-3. Um, I made a similar offer, figuring along the same lines. I went to Waylon, our newest owner, that's Dave's uh, brother-in-law, and I offered 3-2 for Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, he is also lacking quarterbacks, and so he is going to wait and see what happens uh, with, with uh, Ben Roethlisberger. He's not quite so quick to get rid of him, but... Ben Roethlisberger also has a team where he is thought to be the starter next year. So that's a situation that's a little less um, little less up in the air, other than the fact Ben Roethlisberger looks like the, uh, as Dave likes to say, the half-ton hobo. So now I'm looking at my roster, and I'm, I keep trying to think, what can I do to beef this thing up? So my... My number one goal that I'm not going to be able to make happen, I don't think, is I want to get I want to acquire Mark Andrews from Claire, my fiance. Uh, I want to pair George Kittle, Mark Andrews. Uh, it's a two tight end league, and that would be a dominant youth at the tight end position for years to come. I have offered her things like Zach Ertz and one thirteen for Andrews Mostert and her twenty twenty. Uh, my 2021 first back, figuring Ertz still has a lot of value. She didn't like that. I talked about, I said, what about Zach Ertz 113 for Andrews and my second in 2021 back because she has my first and second. She didn't like that either. Yesterday, I basically said, Claire, what is it going to take for me to get Andrews from you? Is there any way I can do it? And she goes, you know I love Mark Andrews. And I said, I know you love Mark Andrews, so tell me what what would it take? And she goes, all of your firsts. And I said, okay, well, if that's the price, we can stop talking now. Um, because obviously, 1-3, 1-4, 1-5, and 1-13 is far too much 
to acquire Mark Andrews, even in a two-tight end league where he is a young, great tight end. I'm going to keep working on her. I still think I can make it happen. I would love nothing more than to add to Ertz to get him. I just, my next, honestly, my next thought, I may like Andrews well enough to go Ertz and 113 straight up those two pieces for Andrews. I still don't think she'd do it. I think at this point it's a pride thing because she likes her guys and she knows who's who butters her bread. But it might be worth might be worth trying. Um, I also have given up on trying to make anything happen with Mike for the one six. Um, I just figured he has no interest in Ertz, who's my number one valuable piece that I would actually like to move. Um, Unless I'm going to move one of these older running backs, but they're just not going to command that kind of uh, that kind of value. I keep thinking, can I make God turn Godwin into a slightly older piece, 27, 28 year old wide receiver piece plus for Godwin? But I just think I should hold where I'm at other than uh, other than that other situation. Oh, I did make one other offer. I did go to. Uh, Eric and I said, Hey, I will give you Mason Crosby and my 412 for Will Lutz. Exciting kicker deals going on here. Those are the kind of deals that Claire loves. Um, she's a big kicker fan. Uh, his response now, I'm thinking you're getting back a kicker guaranteed to be on a team. Yes, he's old, but he is on a team on a good offense, and you're getting 412 which is, you know, a pick. So I would think, based on how most people view kickers, that would be valuable. His response was, well, I could do it for Josh Lambeau or Daniel Carlson. Well, that does not have the same appeal. The whole point here is I'm trying to get younger and better at kicker using a later pick, and he either didn't like it or didn't see what I was trying to do there. Here's where I take a little sip of water. And make sure that I'm ready to talk about the next uh, next thing. Oh, although, that was premature. Because I think the next thing that I'm going to do is go to... Actually, why don't we go next to, uh, to our IDP league. This is Westeros. So here's what I want to talk about here. I want to talk about a little bit of IDP theory and strategy and it ended up working for me this year so this is what I want to talk about one of my big strategies throughout dynasty and when it works it works well is that if you have a big name stud workhorse running back you trade them for as much as you can get for them because they turn over and they turn over fast injuries happen jobs get taken by rookies it's a young man's game at running back and so you you make sure that you do what you can do <clears throat> to get these problems fixed. So in this IDP league, um, it's full offense and defense. Ten starters on offense, ten on defense, and then, you know, a, a not very deep bench. So my team right now looks like this. Baker Mayfield, Miles Sanders, Mark Ingram, Tyreek Hill, New Hopkins, Michael Thomas, Tyler Higby, Chris Carson, Philip Rivers, Aaron Donald, Nick Bosa, Devin Bush, Joe Schobert, Jordan Hicks, Dante Fowler Jr., Marlon Humphrey, Jesse Bates, Marshawn Lattimore, Chuck Clark, Dan Bailey at kicker, and then my bench, Noah Fant, Jay Jaws, Chark, Von Bell, Daryl Henderson, Evan Ingram, Kenyon Drake, James Washington, Jonathan Abram, Justice Hill, Big Ben, Malcolm Jenkins, Carlos Hyde, Rashad Penny, Javon Hargrave, Trey Flowers, Ian Thomas, and Chase Edmonds. Now, I won this championship last year, as we've talked about before, because Dave and I love to brag about our championships. But I want to talk just a slight amount about how I got here. Because, hey, it's just me today, and I'm going to talk about my teams I like the most. So going into going into last season, before the draft happened, I was sitting there with Zeke. And I knew that I had to overhaul this defense hard. And so I decided that I needed to shop Zeke and I needed to see what I could get for Zeke. So I went to Danny and I said, Danny, I'm shopping Zeke and 
here's what I'm thinking. And I ran a deal by him. Um, hopefully I remember it completely, but it was, I was giving up Zeke and Jarrell Casey at de- defensive tackle. And I would be getting Aaron Donald, the best defensive tackle in the game, obviously. Um, Aaron Donald, I would be getting one four in the 2019 draft and two four. And then Kalen Balaj, who was looking good at the time, and I would be getting Rashad Penny, who, you know, was a young guy with draft capital. My thought process there is that I would be getting a running back probably in the draft at 1-4. I would be getting a defensive piece at 2-4. Uh, Aaron Donald is a major upgrade over anybody, even though Jarrell Casey is pretty great. Um, he just doesn't have the consistency and the just pure manpower that Aaron Donald has. And, you know, on Danny's side, he's getting one of the best running backs in the game and a true workhorse. So then it came to so so then it came to the draft. So my other theory for the draft is or for defense is that and I learned this after playing for a couple of years because really for IDP I think unless you experience it you can't really get a good strategy going until you've actually tried it. The linebackers, you want to get guys that are going to produce a lot of tackles and be right in the middle stopping everything up. Uh at the safeties and cornerbacks, you want guys who are going to make a lot of big plays. You want the splash play guys or guys who are going to get a ton of tackles. Safeties that are going to be in the box. Malcolm Jenkins is a good example. He's all over the place. Involved in every play is what I would is what I would say. So going into the draft, I had these goals. So I get to 1-4 and I trade back. Uh... I trade uh, one four to Bill for DJ Chark and one seven. At one four, I would have taken Miles Sanders, but I figured I liked the chance that there would be other guys who would fall to me, like David Montgomery, for example. Now at one four, he took Dwayne Haskins because he was desperate at quarterback, so he got who he needed. I had DJ Chark, who ended up coming on and being huge this year, especially when I was waiting for Tyreek Hill to come back, and um. And then at 1-7, I was still able to get Miles Sanders. He ended up falling. So that was best case scenario because I just acquired Chark for nothing, still got the guy I would have had. Now coming around with the picks in the second round, I ended up getting Devin Bush, who locked me down at linebacker, at least early in the year. He was he was hit or miss um, later. Nick Bosa, I was raked over the coals by Justine. I ended up trading Lamar Jackson before he was Lamar Jackson for Nick Bosa. I'm... I still feel good about that. I won the championship, so how bad of a decision could it have been? Um, And then at the end of this draft, probably fifth, sixth round, I took Dante Fowler, who I knew was going to be in a contract year and would need to produce. He ended up being an absolute monster. So what what I've learned and what I put into practice, oh, and I took Jonathan Abram, who went on IR, but I think he's going to be a beast at safety. What I learned and what I put into practice this year and it worked was that you got to get that defensive line solidified. So Aaron Donald, Nick Bosa, and Dante Fowler for the entire year really locked it down and they were a force to be reckoned with. Um, I also had Kenny Clark for the, for the uh, Packers for a while and he's a great player. He's a young player. He just wasn't putting up consistent tackle numbers and sack numbers. I did pick up Javon Hargrave later on in the year because he's super young and I when I started to feel like I could win the championship, I wanted these flyers on my bench because you cannot trade the year after a championship because if you repeat, you end the league and win the rolling pot. So where I'm at with this right now, now if I was if I hadn't won and I was looking with what to do with this league, I would be looking to beef up quarterback. That would be my number one goal. I don't even have first and second round picks in this league. I've traded those away, but I'd be looking to beef up quarterback. Um, Not sure how I would do that. Probably have to go for a younger guy, maybe give up some of this depth at wide receiver. Ideally, I could turn Nuke Hopkins. You know, he's he's just getting just to that age where you want to get as much as you possibly can for him. If you can, and when I'm sitting here with Tyreek Hill, Michael Thomas, DJ Chark, some of these guys, he would be a guy that I could trade. So I think if I could, I'd be trying to trade him. 
Um, but I can't, so it's a non-issue. So a little bit of turning a team around. Uh, if I could give one piece of advice to dynasty uh, players starting out, you get what you need out of a huge name stud running back, and then you kick them to the curb and you get whatever you can. In the previous league I just mentioned, Frozen, the super deep one, I traded Gurley, CMC, and Mixon all in the same offseason, and it led to another championship the following year, among other things, but um, it was definitely a part of it. So this is good foreshadowing into some of my sleeper leagues I want to talk about. I've had some some offers and some deals and some conversations coming up recently, so I'm going to take a little break. I'm going to check on the pup. I'm going to take a drink of water. And then I will be back all by my lonesome, just Ralph, and uh, no Dave. Dave, I miss you. I know you're going to listen to this. I'll be back after a break. Thank you to the Mighty Mighty Bostones for bringing us back in. Uh, that was a uh, trivia song. The theme for the sound round this week was uh, songs with a horn section. So that was right up my alley. I got to bring out the ska from my high school days. That was super fun. So apparently I was the only person in the bar who knew the name of this song, The Rascal King by Mighty Mighty Bostones. So as a point of pride for me, we won this week. So anyway, uh, let's get back to it. So, um, I've got uh, I've got a couple of sleeper leagues to talk about. So, all of the sudden, as I as I put um, uh, as I put the link to last week's episode into all the chats in the sleeper leagues, um, I got a little bit of rejuvenation here from from one of these leagues. Guys who are asking about the podcast, um, asking if uh, if I was if I was uh, the one running it, or if I was just a fanboy. Can you imagine if we had fanboys? Um, but uh, yeah, I, I said, uh, no, you know, it's just me and my buddy and we, we enjoy doing it. We don't have a lot of people to listen, give it a try. And, and it sounds like they are. And, and, uh, they asked if I had referred to this league at all. And I said, yeah, I think when I, when I put out nuke, um, as on the block, I talked about all the terrible offers that I got. So they thought that was kind of funny. So I thought I'd like to talk about this league a little bit. This was one of the first sleeper leagues that I joined when I got the itch to be in a whole bunch of random leagues with a whole bunch of random people. Uh, This was an orphan, so the team already existed and I jumped in. I don't know how long the team existed before. Um, The uh, Commissioner Zingo seems like he knows what he's doing. He's got some good good qualities that you look for in a commissioner. So I... um, I came in and basically I was I got messaged by a couple of these guys that they really liked that I came in and was trying to make moves and I came in and really kind of spiced things up and and went for the guys I liked and and made some moves. Now it hasn't led to this team being super great unfortunately. Um although the pieces are fine, it's just it hasn't panned out. So one thing that I did and I don't remember the details and I'm I'm having a hard time accessing it right now um sleeper isn't great to to uh use on on the computer as opposed to your phone but um one thing i did was i paid up and got michael thomas before he truly took off so that really was was a helpful thing i went after if i remember correctly i went after dallas goddard because he's a guy that i that i love and i kind of turned over some of these spots the bummer on this team is that i don't have any first or second round picks so those have all been used up to acquire these pieces and you'll see what I mean when I look at the team and then I have a couple of trades that have currently been proposed to me um, that I can look at right now so here's the team this is a blitz league Uh, this is a half team PPR 12 teams 
And, um, yeah, I finished, uh, oh gosh, I finished like eighth place last year or something kind of embarrassing. One of my worst performances for teams that I wasn't completely, um, trying to be out of and acquiring all the picks I could. So here's the team. This is a one quarterback as well. So Russell Wilson, James White, Kenyon Drake, Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, Dallas Goddard, Anthony Miller, Darius Slayton, Jake Elliott, the Colts defense. Bench is uh, Sad Trombonski, uh, Jamal Williams, Jordan Wilkins, Mike Boone, Damian Harris, Justice Hill, Robbie Anderson, James Washington, Traquan Smith, Deontay Johnson, Eric Ebron, Jason Witten, Mike Kosicki, Josh Oliver, the Texans defense, Gostkowski on IR, although I'd probably need to get him off of there, and Cahill Warren. And then I have four third rounders this week. Uh, this week, wow, I got distracted because I heard my dog. Uh, four third rounders this year, um, and then in 2021, I don't have my first, so it starts in the second round in 2021. So that's the squad. Um, things I've tried to do that have not worked. I tried to package Russell Wilson with other pieces to get a more established quarterback. I tried to move up to Mahomes. That was not even close. I can't remember what I paired, but I remember it being generous. Um, I have tried, like, all get out to um, get out from under Eric Ebron when he was showing anything, any semblance of being decent. That has not worked. Uh, tried to pair Eric Ebron with another piece to get a better tight end. So no success there. Um, I acquired Wilkins and Williams for a couple of other guys recently. And I, I shared that one on the pod a few weeks ago, I think. It was a really it was a really bad trade. I just, I'm a higher on Jamal Williams than I probably should be. Um, the other thing is I've tried to use Drake to get better at running back just because this team is so you know, solid everywhere else for the most part, especially a wide receiver, but just to get, turn Drake into maybe multiple pieces or maybe Drake and something else into a bigger piece, you know, those kind of things. Nothing has quite worked. And now I sit here with a team that I kind of feel stagnant on, but I have some trade offers. So as long as we're here and you're stuck with me, <laughs> you're not stuck with me, turn this off anytime you want. Here are a couple offers I've gotten. So here's one, here's one offer. Um, and I was surprised because I thought after I brought that up in the chat about Nuke that all these offers would be um, DeAndre Hopkins related. So here's the offer. I was offered Latavius Murray, Jalen Hurd, and a 2021 third for Anthony Miller. Now, I am not a guy who's huge on Anthony Miller. However, that just kind of seems like a steaming pile of garbage for Anthony Miller. Latavius Murray, I've never been big on. I think if you... If you aren't the, you know, if you, unless he's super depth just to cover you, like I would have to start him and that's not something I really want to do. So I'd rather hold on to Miller who has the youth and um, has a better chance to perform. Uh, the 2021 picks don't do a lot for me. I guess I'd acquire first if it came down to it, but a 2021 third is a nothing piece. And Jalen Hurd, I love him as a flyer, but he isn't a main piece to get a guy that you like. So I'm going to decline this right off the bat. Uh, let's see. League trades. This one just went down. A 2021st for Stills and Singletary. So that's an interesting one. That's under a review period. Now I think I have one more outstanding trade. Let's see if I can find, because I had a monster trade earlier, but now I wonder if I'll be able to access it since I'm on the computer. Well, this is not looking promising, so let's see. Um, let's see if I can remember. All right, so this was what was offered to me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to remember it off the top of my head. So I was offered CMC Mark Ingram. I'm going to jot them down as, I know this is very exciting radio. I'm going to jot them down as I'm saying them. So I was offered CMC, Mark Ingram. I was offered Chris Carson. I was offered Rashad Penny. 
and I was offered a 2022 first round pick. 2022. Okay. So that was what was offered to me. And what I would be giving up is Nuke Hopkins, Michael Thomas, Kenyon Drake, and my 20, uh, two, I believe it was two of my 2020 thirds. So there's a million things wrong with this offer, but I'll just start off by saying this because I had a very nice conversation with the guy who sent it to me. Um, he's the guy who won the league last year, so obviously he's uh, he's sitting pretty. So congrats, Brett B eighty one. You uh, you uh, had a good had a good year. CMC is a is a nice piece to help you win. So here was the problem. Actually, maybe I should start with this. Why don't I go to Brett B's team? So here's. Here's what his team looks like, um, and I'll just read it as is. There's a couple spots lacking. He's got Drew Brees, Christian McCaffrey, uh, empty spot at running back, quote-unquote, but one of these bench guys will fill it. Larry Fitzgerald, Allen Robinson, Travis Kelsey, Devontae Freeman, Chris Carson, Butker, and the Steelers. His bench is Tannehill, Carr, Minshew, Damian Williams, Carlos Hyde, Jalen Richard, Rashad Penny, Josh Jacobs, Mark Ingram, Willie Sneed, Devontae Parker, Demarcus Robinson, Antonio Brown, McCall Hardman, Hunter Renfro, Tyler Eifert, CJ Uzama, Austin Siebert, who he has a label under him, who? And then the Rams defense, he has Roethlisberger and Newton on injured reserve. Boy, he has a lot of quarterbacks, considering it's a one-quarterback league. Um... Yeah, Newton should be the guy he's trying to move. Anyway, uh, and then he has no 2021 picks at all. And his first 2021 pick is in the second. So here are my issues. I I started off by saying that is a monster offer. And I would never poo-poo somebody who is offering up CMC. Because you're obviously giving up the most valuable piece in fantasy. um, What a lot of people would consider that. Not me, but a lot of people would. So I said that's not nothing. And he said, yeah, you know, you're the only one really that has the pieces that could even make it work. Here's my issue. And this is, you know, this is part of like crafting a trade 101. So um, if that's what you need advice on, this this might be a good conversation. So for him, he's offering all running backs. And what he's getting back are my two best wide receivers. He's getting back the reasons that my team is strong at wide receiver. So what what I said to him was, you know, you're solving my problem at running back, but you're giving me a whole new problem in that now my wide receivers are super weak. And I play Dynasty valuing wide receivers. So Nuke and Thomas are not going anywhere together. That's ridiculous. I, you know, Nuke was the guy that I, uh, that I had offered up and said I was willing to trade. So, you know, he's offering up CMC, who most people would say is good, but I'm personally, personally a seller on running backs like that. He's offering me Mark Ingram, who I like, and I'm holding in a lot of places, but he's, you know, he's pushing 30. And, you know, that's a, that's an offense that runs a lot, but they have lots of guys, you know, they have other guys who can do it and you could put anybody in there and they would probably be really good. Carson injured, Penny injured, both of them had pretty bad injuries, even though that's, again, a heavy running offense, so there's a lot of question marks there. A first in 2022, that's a million years from now. I mean, that is just not even on my radar. And then, in addition to asking for my two best assets, in you know, for his one best asset, he also wants Drake, who I'm very high on. I think he's the guy in Arizona for an offense that is very powerful and is going to run a lot of plays. And then you factor in the the 2020 draft. The only way I have to improve my squad this year is my four 2020 thirds. And without those, I have no way to make my team better this year. And that doesn't sit well with me. So I basically said, he said, well, I'll let it sit out there a little bit you know, before revoking it, just to make sure. And I and I declined it. I said, I, I can't accept it the way it is. You know, and I started thinking, all right, would I accept the same deal if it was just nuke for the non-CMC pieces? 
I'm not sure I could even bring myself to do that. You know, nuke for Mark Ingram, Chris Carson, Rashad Penny, and a 2022 first. I'm not sure I could bring myself to do that. You know, could I? Uh, could I do nuke and the two 2023s for CMC? Maybe I'd go that route, but again, that goes against what the way I usually craft my teams. So. It just kind of feels like that's not going to be something that uh, that's not going to be something that works. So hopefully, now that I've um, you know done a little bit of talking about this league on on the pod, um, maybe it'll uh, get some more stuff going, get some talks going. Uh, now that I've told kind of how I look to do things, I mean, hey everybody, if if you like Kenyon Drake, I would move him because um, I trade running backs when they have value, and he has got value right now, but. Um, can't can't take that off for the way it is. Sorry, not sorry. So that's the Blitz League. Now, uh, I also wanted to comment on football is coming. So this is 12-team half PPR again. And this is the league with my new buddy, Wanna Beer Bad. And Wanna Beer Bad hit me up today and he wants to talk trade. So Wanna Beer Bad um, wants to talk trade. He was also one of the guys who was saying, hey, is there no episode this week? What's going on with that? So thanks again for your, for your listening, uh, Wanna Beer Bad. Um, congrats, on, uh, congrats on buying your kid a uh, car. That's pretty exciting. Um, so uh, we had made the trade where I acquired the 1-1 from him. We had a lot of moving parts, but... Uh, I acquired 1-1, one, one. So, so here's my squad in this league, just as the refresher. It's funny, all these trades are happening in the non-Superflex leagues, and I don't have that many of them. Um, oh, there's transactions. I wonder why I couldn't see them on the other league. Well, anyway, uh, so here's, in, in uh, Football is Coming, here is my squad. Dak Prescott, Naheem Hines, Todd Gurley, DK Metcalf, Michael Thomas, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, Debo Samuel, and then to the bench. It's very shallow starting for this league. <clears throat> Matthew Stafford, Bo Scarborough, Jeff Wilson, Daryl Henderson, to go with Gurley, obviously, Larry Fitzgerald, Chris Conley, Jamison Crowder, excuse me, Sterling Shepard, Demarcus Robinson, Zach Paschal, James Washington, Paris Campbell, Adam Shaheen, Dawson Knox, Caden Smith. On my taxi, Travis Homer, Jay Sternberger, and Dexter Williams. And then my firsts, nice big chunk of firsts here, I have... 1 1 1 6 and 1 12. So I have one of beer bads 1 1. I have the champs 1 12 and I've got 1 6 in the middle and I had traded mine away. And my next pick is the third, which is my pick. And I don't remember what position I was in. Uh, actually, I have pick eight. So that one was the one that I traded away. So I'll have three eight and four eight. So that's my squad. Now, one of beer bad. Who wants to talk? Uh, who wants to talk trade? And I and I said, what trade do you have in mind? He said, uh, just any trade. Let's talk. I said, oh boy, you got that itch, huh? You got that. You got that trade fever that only a trade can satisfy. I know that. I know how that goes. Claire has to hear about that a lot. So his squad looks like this. He might be the only team in the world whose running backs are as iffy as mine are. Um, his team is Deshaun Watson, Justice Hill, Lashawn McCoy, Curtis Samuel. Devontae Adams, George Kittle, Tyler Boyd, Preston Williams. Oh, that's right. I traded him. Boyd. Um, Bench. Andrew Luck, Marcus Mariota, Josh Rosen, Kyle Allen, Tony Pollard, Benny Snell, Taylor Gabriel, Marquise Lee, Tyrell the Gazelle, Alex Erickson, Josh Reynolds, Olamide Zacharias, uh, Jared Cook, Janu, uh, Ian Thomas, whose value just skyrocketed, and then Big Ben, Devin Funches. Oh my gosh, Devin Funches is still on the team. He's still alive? I thought he died. Um, Taxi, Ryan Finley, Keyshawn Johnson, Stanley Morgan Jr., Easton Stick. And then he has my first and Katam Tom's first. I don't remember where that is. Wow, he has Five second rounders in 2020. I'm so jealous. That is monstrous. Whew. Maybe we can work something out there, buddy. Okay, so here's what he said. He said, so who were you super into? Was it Justice Hill or or, uh, and, or Benny Snell? And I said, oh, it was Justice Hill. I love me some Justice Hill. And if you recall, I really tried to get him to include Justice Hill in that initial trade that we did. 
and he was not having it. I'm not used to somebody who puts their foot down on such a minor throw-in and doesn't let me get my way. I'm used to getting my way like a whiny baby. I throw a hissy fit and get my way, and he didn't do it. And so he still got Justice Hill, and he reminded me of that today, and he said, well, Justice Hill, let's talk. Let's get something going. And I said, all right, Gurley plus, or Justice Hill plus what uh, would you do for Gurley? And he said he was thinking more along the lines of Justice Hill plus what gets him 1.06. Well, what I thought there was, um, what I thought there was that that was not going to, uh, was that that was not going to work for me. Um, I think that 1.6 is too valuable of a pick and I can't imagine, I feel like as much as I love Justice Hill, the piece that's going to have to go with Justice Hill to get him 1-6 is going to be quite a bit. Um, he did mention that because this is not a super flex league, that um, because this is not a super flex league, that those picks actually change quite a bit, and there's some, some difference in value, um, so that the, the running backs and the wide receivers get pushed up and... You know, you don't have three quarterbacks pushing everybody back. But that being said, 1-6, I don't want to part with. So he and I left it there. We haven't said much more about it, but I'm thinking he and I can probably work something out. We've had some good some good talks in the past. Um, as far as the rest of um, this goes, you know, now that I know he's got all those seconds, you know, I am wondering if there's something I can do to acquire I mean it doesn't help me that he really wants uh it doesn't help me that he really wants um that one six instead but what if I did Todd Gurley and Daryl Henderson for Hill and maybe a couple of seconds I wonder if he'd do that so I might try that and see if it gets me anywhere but as of right now I'm not sure if that would work so it is now, let's see, we're looking, we're pushing an hour, not quite. I'm thinking this is time to wrap it up. I've been talking to myself for a while. I now realize how valuable a co-host is. I, Kurt, I know you would have helped me out, but uh, I needed to cut, get this turned around, and I still have, I'm not feeling super great. So I'm going to, uh, so I'm going to get this um, wrapped up. So for those of you who, um, have listened this week who don't normally listen. I really appreciate it. Um, I like that our numbers are going up. I'll keep posting things in. I'll keep posting things in the chats in these leagues to get the interest up. Dave, buddy, hope you feel well. Um, hope you're getting better, and I will see you uh, next week when we come back to this. So for trips right with Ralph and Dave, this is Ralph without Dave. And I will see you next week. Please listen, please download, please comment. We appreciate it, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye.